it's the Creator Spaces Show. Welcome back to the Creator Spaces Show. And today, we're talking about creating without stress with Nat Karopmetry. This conversation highlights why productivity is a false measure of success and how to maintain good mental and physical health while maximizing output. Let's get right into it. Do you consider yourself a creator? I see that I've created a specific coaching model and created content that supports that model. And when I see that I created opportunities in a way, yes, I am creator. And I see you're also a podcaster and spiritual mentor. Tell me a bit about those. Yeah, so the coaching I do is a type of spiritual mentorship. I primarily work with purpose-driven entrepreneurs who basically have learned to take action and create things at the expense of themselves. And they've tried yoga and they've tried some forms of meditation and they're seeking balance, but they don't feel this inner balance. And so I created this model to help them experience more of an inner balance so that they can continue to create and be a contribution while also being in service to themselves. And so the podcast speaks to the model that I created called the Bold Aliveness Model. So how do you go about creating that? The model was created out of my own need. It wasn't something I set out to create. It was created through me, if that makes sense. I think so. More concretely, I signed up to be a speaker at an event, but I didn't have a speech prepared. And as I racked my brain and stressed out about what I was going to write about, this idea of unconditional receiving at that time is what was called, came through of looking at the five different ways that we conditionally receive. We believe that we need to meet a condition before we can have what we want. And so it started there and then over the years. I think especially for creators, all of this still applies, maybe even more in the cases of needing conditions. Yeah, absolutely. Especially creators, because creators don't operate according to tradition, the mainstream. We've always been on the leading edge. We've always thought differently. And because of that, at some point in our lives, we probably felt people didn't understand us. And we learned ways to cope, to feel valued and to feel loved and to feel safe. And those coping mechanisms have stayed with us into adulthood, where now we might think that we need to be perfect in order to be seen as valuable, or we need to prove that we're worth it, or we need to overgive, over deliver. And then that's often in the online marketing space anyway, is over deliver. But when over delivering is tied to our own self worth, it becomes a problem. Because then if you fail to over deliver, if you just deliver what's expected, then you're going to start thinking you're letting yourself down. Yeah, exactly. If you're only delivering what's expected, you might feel like it's not enough. And so you want to give more, but you think that you're not enough or you're not actually giving enough for people to see your value. So you keep on giving and not letting yourself receive in return. There's really no right or wrong way to be a creator or a one size fits all solution for work life balance. Every moment you spend creating is valuable, meaningful, and worth pursuing. But it's also part of your job to take good care of yourself, even if it means scheduling time to do so and adhering to it. That way, you'll be able to stay at the top of your game throughout the year. You're really helping others not only create more efficiently, but create businesses 
that are going to help them create more efficiently. Seems like you've got a flywheel effect built into the model. Yeah, efficiency is definitely key. And a lot of my clients might come to me and say, I want to become more productive. And the thing is that they're already super maxed productive, but they don't feel that because their productivity is tied to their self-worth or feeling a lack of self-worth. And so they're trying to produce even more, even though they're already producing a lot. And what happens though, is that they're feeling drained because their self-worth is tied to how much they can do and how much they can produce. It never ever feels like it's enough. Basically, how much they produce can never actually fulfill their sense of lack, but they keep trying. And so by taking care of the self-worth issue, coming home to who they are, they can now create with more energy to sustain themselves and their business. When we assume productivity means spending time on things that matter to us, it's clear that our level of productivity can absolutely influence our sense of self-worth. But detaching self-worth from productivity becomes easier when we hold self-worth as a value and not the result of something conditional. How do you build your audience now? How do you find these people? It's something that I'm still fine-tuning. I did create a quiz and so people can go to my website and take the quiz and discover what kind of conditional receiver they are. And there are five types. They're not mutually exclusive. You could be more than one, but it gives them an idea of a starting point of, oh, this is how I operate and I didn't realize I do. And then what I'm building on top of that is content, like creating courses to support someone to move from conditional to unconditional. But going back to your question marketing. What I enjoy the most is connecting in, let's say, a workshop, online training, something that's more interactive. So I started to offer more of that. And then I also been in the ship 30 for 30. So I'm writing content there and writing content on Instagram. It's an evolving process. Nat enjoys live interactions, which speaks to his great coaching abilities, as this is something that requires patience and the willingness to help others. What's your North Star metric for success? It's an evolution. It used to be reaching a financial goal, but I realized over time that was never fulfilling because there's always more that I can reach for financially. And so now I have arrived at feeling present to what I'm doing. Again, it speaks to the work that I'm doing with clients. It bursts out of what I needed to do for myself and what I continue to need to do and be with myself, which is integrate this idea of being with what I'm doing and not just doing and leaving myself on the side of the road. Could you dig in on it a bit? How do you know yeah. you're going the wrong direction? I know I'm going the wrong direction when I start to feel frustrated and I start to get annoyed with the work that I'm doing that I actually love. I start to get agitated with other people that are in my life that I really care about. It's like I'm working at the expense of my own energy and I'm making the work more important than my own well-being. And I tolerate the stress in my body to get the job done. And I don't ever want to do that. Sometimes I do fall into that and I don't like who I become when I'm there. I think at some point in order to get ahead, we all need to do a little bit of that. But to your point, it's about how much you do and in what dosage. We can still do the things that we don't want to do and buckle down, but still be aware of how we're showing up to do the task 
rather than letting the task take over us. Okay, now you just lost me there. So let's dig in. Okay, let's see. I'm a firm believer that how we feel is chosen. It's not dependent on the circumstances or even what we're doing. When I make a task more important, that's basically saying I'm okay with feeling stressed. And I don't ever want to get into a place where I sacrifice my own well-being to get a job done. What I am talking about is I'm still going to do the task, but I'm going to come at it from this place of let's make sure that I'm feeling at ease while I'm doing this, even though there's a short time frame and I know I need to get this done. It's really not letting myself get into the default state of needing the stress to get something done. Yep. Some things must be done. You make a commitment, you have a deadline and you follow through and it must be done. And it's the 11th hour. And so you're going to do whatever it takes to complete that because it's your word. What doesn't need to happen at the same time is you ignoring self-care. You can still take care of yourself and be present and be relaxed and enjoying the process, even though it's the 11th hour. It's not easy because societal, cultural, familial conditioning tells us that this is the way it should be done. You're going to do it or die. It doesn't matter how stressed your body is. And that's the habit I want to break. That's the conditioning that I want to break through and say, no, okay, I want to complete this. This is important for me to do this. It must get done. And I'm going to be at it and be relaxed. Okay. Now I'm on the same page. Now I get it. Awesome. Self-awareness plays a key role here. Nat can quickly identify stressors and knows when things aren't right because he always strives to feel as present as possible in what he's doing. Stress only becomes a major problem when you let it build up over time without addressing it. That's why it's important to take regular steps back from work and try to identify things that aren't going the way they're supposed to. What's your current goal as a creator? My current goal is to continue to follow what's lighting me up. I've lived a lot of my life where I've been a planner and I've been telling myself this is what needs to get done and this is how things should be. And it got me to here, but not necessarily the most fulfilling space. And what I'm experimenting and playing with is how can I surrender more to life's flow and trust that it's still going to work out, even though I'm not trying to control whatever perception of control I think I have. I'm not trying to control the outcome or how it happens. I'm really wanting to surrender more, trust that life has my back and I'm going to listen and follow what is emerging or unfolding through me. Where did this philosophy come from? Because you've obviously thought about this stuff quite a bit, and it seems like you have some sort of study or background in philosophy or theology, something like that. Where'd it come up? I've always been curious from a young age. I remember middle school, I was reading about remote viewing or something like that. And when I was young, I felt like I struggled a lot. Like I had suicidal thoughts when I was a kid. I remember crying in my bed, wondering why I was alive, what my purpose was. I felt like at that young age, I jumped into personal development because I thought something was wrong with me and that I didn't belong in this world. And over the years, I discovered that nothing was wrong with me and that I couldn't fix myself and that there needed to be a different way. 
So I eventually let go of the whole idea of self-improvement and even personal development and arrived at this way of approaching life. I've had mentors, several mentors through the years and coaches, and I've done a lot of things that didn't work. And I've done a lot of things that have worked better. And so it's just this dance between doing life the way that people say I should be doing life and then discovering works better for me. Remember that you will spend very little time enjoying your achievements. Most of your life will be spent in the pursuit. If you're not enjoying the pursuit of your purpose, dreams and goals, and tying your happiness to achievement, you'll be less capable of enduring the stressful situations that come along. Learn to look back and appreciate how far you've come, and don't just get stuck up on how far you need to go. Now last but not least, let's learn more about a model Nat introduced us to earlier called Bold Aliveness. Bold aliveness essentially is how can we as human beings show up more boldly as ourselves and express this natural aliveness that we are. The way the model looks is there are five what I call conditional receivers. They're the perfectionist, the overgiver, the prover, the no-needer, and the sacrificer. And as brilliant kids we were, we developed ways to cope so that we could continue to feel like we could survive and feel loved and get our needs met. And it worked as a kid, but as adults where we have more autonomy. So the model looks at where we've identified as one of these five conditional receivers. I am someone that needs to meet these conditions. I am these set of ideas that I've learned. And so I need to play by these rules to have and receive what I want. Moving from that space to your awareness where there are five unconditional qualities. They are wonder, abundance, trust, connection, and authority. And these are states of consciousness, states of being, spaces that we can live from that guide our life free from the old identity of the learned self. I think I understand a state of authority, connection, wonder, and abundance. But what does a state of trust look like? A state of trust is surrender. It's letting go, going with the flow. Any one of the conditional receivers believes that they have some sense of control in what happens. And so they're trying to micromanage their lives in order to get what they want. On the unconditional side of things, you realize that there's a lot that's happening that is beyond your control, that you have no control except for how you choose to show up. When I lead clients through this, I help them identify a personal avatar for this quality so that it's more specific to them. For instance, my personal avatar for trust is a hang glider. When I think about hang gliding, when you are just up there, you have to trust that you're not going to fall to the ground and die. And as always, we wrap it all up by answering the question. If you could send a tweet back to your start, what would it be? I think the thing that I would tweet back would be just keep going. You're doing great because as much as I want to give specific direction, don't trust uh, this person. Yeah, but also what if life unfolded how it was supposed to? Yeah. And even if I'm not happy, what if this is just the middle of the story and it's supposed to unfold a certain way? Why would I go in and try to redirect it? What I would say is keep going. You're doing great. I like it. Short, simple, eternally useful. That's one I could tweet out every day.